The crowds have lined the narrow street to see this man from Galilee. He's just a carpenter, some say, and he's leading fools astray. Yet many kneel to give him praise. And in his eyes they glimpse the power that sees the hearts of all men. And he knows his father's mind. He speaks his father's words, for he comes in the name of the Lord. For there is strength in the name of the Lord. There is power in the name of the Lord. plans have fallen through and my strength is nearly gone when there's nothing left to do but depend on you and the power And when we call upon your name, your strength through our weakness to show, we will know the master's plan, we will extend the master's hand, for we come in the name of the
Hallelujah. Why don't we clapping? Why don't we keep clapping? Yes, there is power in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We have come to the most important part of the service. Why don't we all rise to our feet? BMI, are you ready for the word of God this morning? Hallelujah. It is written that by a prophet was Israel laid out of Egypt and by a prophet was he preserved. Hallelujah. And this morning we are blessed to have our prophet in our midst. Hallelujah. Why don't we with much excitement welcome my father, your pastor, Pastor Christ. He relieves my troubled night. It's the only voice I hear that makes a difference. And I'll follow one day at a time. Oh, His voice makes a difference. When He speaks, He relieves my troubled mind. He's the only voice that that makes a difference. And I'll follow one day. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we ask for your blessing upon us today. May your Holy Spirit lead us and show us the truth of your mighty word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you very much. And a hearty good morning to all. I apologize for the ice coldness. But I got good news. Okay. As I was sitting there, I thought... If somebody's getting very, very cold, I want to invite you to come have a seat in the sunlight. Is there someone like that that wants to sit in the sunlight? You will just move a chair for you forwards. Pastor Robbie here. Anybody? Are you okay where you are? You will enjoy it in the sunlight. We sit in front and we feel the nice sun. The sad news is next week we think we'll be closed here at the back so there'll be no sunlight on you. It's the last opportunity. Does he want to sit in the sun? Put some chairs this way, like a few. Especially the older folk. Let's just do this quickly. Pick up your chair and come sit here, but then one of my ushers will coordinate you. Pastor Robbie will coordinate. Sit to a pa. Sit bitter. Why not? Hey. Like a bucket, I'm not any slap ragani soniwa. Anymore, we can do it quickly. There's a minute break in the service. We can do it. Don't be shy. Nobody will look at you as you take your seat forward. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, good morning, everyone. I trust you are all blessed and we thank God for giving us the privilege to be here, the opportunity. And we know God is going to speak to our hearts again this morning. Hallelujah. We almost had a guest speaker here this morning, but I'm not sure if people want to preach in this dilapidated place yet. But soon uh, we will be getting a lot of visitors here. Amen. And you will be enjoying wonderful ministry from different servants of the Lord. But for now, you have to bear with me. Is that okay? (laughs) Our building is 
moving ahead, we really took our time to cast all the steel beams that you see in the center. But we're going to move ahead this week with the last part of closing up. So, as I said, hopefully by this, this week, you'll see a great change when you come here next week. Amen. And you people sitting down in the valley, it's not that you did anything wrong. We're also hoping that we can get more soil in this week, so also to elevate you to a higher level of glory. Amen. It's about time that you also get promoted, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Today I want to speak to you about a topic that I uh, asked the Lord about. Some years ago, I was in a big conference to just be a partaker like you are sitting there now. And strangely enough, the bishop called me one side and asked me if I wouldn't mind to speak. And uh, I was a little bit shocked. Not a little bit, maybe more than a little bit because it was a very huge conference. There was about ten to 12,000 people there. And at that time, I've never spoken to a huge crowd like that before. And I, and I, and I, and I first thought it was uh, maybe just a prank to get me nervous. But the next day, as the conference continued, I was called again and said that you must get ready that soon you will speak. And the day they called me to the pulpit, I preached this message that I want to share with you today. Because every time I return to that country in West Africa, they remember me by that sermon. And I was speaking late in the night when most people were very tired. If anybody still feels to come into the sun after you thought you made a wrong decision, you can still come. You won't disturb me, okay? Because I can't imagine. Yeah, that's a daprati here, no. Just take your chair and then move it. We, we are not, this church is not so full, full of femis. Is femis a word? My mother used to, my father used to say it's full femis. All right. Just move your chair nicely and you can even sit closer. Because look, when the building is finished, our stage is not going to run from wall to wall. Our stage is going to have steps that's going to turn. So there will be seats on that side and there will be seats on that side. So, I don't know if we'll put the choirs there or not. I say it's the coat, my fro. It's the coat. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right. So I preached the sermon and I called it simply uh, because the people were exhausted. I was preaching about 10 o'clock the night. It was a conference that was just running from the morning to the evening. And because I was a school teacher, by, I am a school teacher by profession. I know for a fact that people can't pay attention for long and then they get tired and fall asleep. So uh, I thought I have to be short, but I also have to uh, title or prepare my sermon in this way that you won't forget it. And I simply called it the three C's. The three C's. 
And every time they see me there, they say, the three C's. Which meant it had a lasting impression. May it also have a lasting impression on your life. One of the things that I'm very uh, caught up about is the power of God and the, or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God has anointed me and you'll see evidence of the anointing in the signs of just gathering people like this. I'm sure not many of you know what my skills are, if I'm a teacher, if I'm an administrator or not. So what gathers God's crowd is oftentimes the power of God, the anointing of God. And the anointing is very mysterious. It's very mysterious because the Bible talks about we have this, uh, there's the mystery of godliness, you know. You can't always explain it. But you'll know it's there. The Lord spoke about it when he said, it's like the wind. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going to. But you'll know it's there. Hallelujah. You'll see the evidence of leaves glistening or moving. The branches moving. And then you know the wind is there. So shall you know the anointing is there. If you have Bibles, I want you to turn to Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. And I will also read 2 Chronicles 20.20. Hallelujah. The three C's. The three C's. It's a little booklet also that I wrote. It just has to be printed and published and then you can all have it. Amen. Or you can call it how to chase, how to catch the anointing. It's also another sermon. Hallelujah. The three C's. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Hey. That I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life. That both you and your children may live. I read it again. It's a very powerful, powerful scripture. The Lord gave to his people in Deuteronomy. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. That I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life. That both you and your seed may live. Second Chronicles 20.20 20 talks about being established in God but being pushed a little further by the man of God. Jehoshaphat told the people, if you believe in God, you will be established. If you believe in his prophets, you will surely prosper. Hallelujah. 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 What a blessing. 
Now in Deuteronomy, you will notice that there's a recording made in heaven and in earth concerning the choice that you will make in life. Amen. The Lord says heaven and earth is making a recording. So one day when you go to heaven, it will be, the books will be taken out and it will be said, you chose this. And then it sits before you a choice of life and death, another choice of blessing and cursing. But it also, in, it also guides you what to choose. Please listen to me carefully, ladies and gentlemen. In life you will have choices. But then there will also be someone that says, choose this. The choice is yours. But the advice is coming from a good source. Are you listening? If this is Deuteronomy, it says, I set before you today a choice of what? Life and death. He sets another choice, blessing and curses. Then he actually tells them, don't choose that one, choose this one. Wow. You must be blessed that you have people that is encouraging you what choices to make. Are you listening? There's a curse over a nation and over a people who doesn't like to be told what to do. This is a common trend amongst people and I want the young people to listen to me. The modern teachings of you don't tell me, say say any for me, is a very bad thing. But remember, there's a recording made against your choice. And there's an encouragement to choose something. So when you have a father and a mother that encourages you to choose this, to choose that, don't run with the, the bad mind that they shouldn't tell you, but you should make your own choice. A lot of the times, the choices that you have to make or the, if you choose for yourself, you're not mature enough to make the choice. Sometimes you're not wise enough to make the choice. Sometimes you're not informed enough to make the choice. Say basleet op a bikkie informatie. Say wit nie baie nie. That's why God sends people to you, gives you parents to help you choose. Don't fall in love with the first boy you see. Maybe because of the shoes that he wear or the way his pants hang down from his bum so you can see the underwear he wears. Does that impress you? You're not mature enough to make a choice. You need guidance. I sit before you today Life and death. But I also tell you, choose this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now in life, my friends, there won't be too many choices that we can uh, just have. We won't have all the choices in life. One day I took one of my guys with me and I, and I decided to buy suckers. We were, we were doing some work at the store and I, and I said, 
uh, while I'm paying, they, they put these fridges at the till, you know. These people are wicked. So I took two suckers and I, and I thought, uh, I like the magnum with the nuts in. You see that chocolate? It's expensive chocolate. So then I thought, let's take two. But I was worried about him because sometimes if a person has never eaten something before, then it might turn to food poisoning. And I asked him if he has eaten. He said, no. no, he's always seen it, but he's not eaten it. And I said, look, the next time I'll buy it for you, but let me first take you a, no, a local sucker to prepare your stomach for this. Because for this. I'm afraid I can't still take you to Tigerberg Hospital. <laughs> but then I realized that there are some choices. It's a funny story, but it's some places you can't just choose everything. But there are certain choices that you will, everyone will get to make. Are you with me? Sometimes you can't choose between brown bread and white bread because maybe all you have is the brown bread. But there is a choice. I want to just stand still on for a second before I move to the anointing. And that's the choice of life and death. Hallelujah. Because the future of your life is determined by the choices you make. And as much as you don't have a choice between a Magnum sucker and a Jive sucker or a Ferrari and a Mercedes Benz, that might not be your choices. But the one choice that God gives us all is the choice between life and death. And another choice He gives us is a choice between blessing and curses. Are you listening? And He's encouraging us to choose life because in Joshua 24, 15, we see Joshua's choice that he gave to the followers that went with him into the promised land. He said, choose you this day who you will serve. But for me and my house, I've already made a choice. We will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want to encourage you, my friends, that the choice to receive Christ or not is probably the most important choice not probably most definitely the most important choice that you will ever have it supersedes the choice between a magnum and an ice sucker between a car or, or, uh, or, or a bicycle between a wendy and a brick house it's the greatest choice you'll ever have to make <laughs> will i choose christ as my savior or will i reject him what a choice. And if you want to live, you cannot live if you don't have Christ in your life. Hallelujah. He said in, in, in John 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but through me. Praise the Lord. The second most important choice in your life is who you will marry. And this was a great play. I really enjoyed it. Thank you to all the people who dramatized it. It was a... Did you like the play also? Because you could see that the person you marry will influence you. Whether you like it or not. Will influence you positively or negatively. 
That's why Abram was careful to tell his people, his, 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 his workers, go choose a bride for Isaac. Because whoever he marries will influence his thinking and his life. I'm very amazed how people can be influenced by their wives. I'm shocked actually. Or vice versa. I seldom see the men doing the influencing. I mainly see the woman doing the influencing in my little world. Especially when it comes to a decision for Christ or when it comes to a decision for church. When the woman decides, then everybody moves. Hy is maar net daddy en naam, hy het een groot paar skoene, is al wat hy het en sokkies, maar hy is ga daddy nie. Die ma is die daddy, die ma besluit. Ons gaan by die kerk, nee ons is nou klaar met die kerk, nou gaat ons weer, hy sê ook net, waar moet ons loop mami, waar moet ons loop. Maar hy wil voorgestel word as een oudeling, een diaken, maar hy is maar net te laken. Hy is nie een rechte man nie. But I don't want to focus on that. That's a topic on its own. The second decision of marriage. You see. And they portrayed it so beautifully in this play. That the one wicked woman on stage, she didn't even make tea for her husband. She asked him, Waas Johanna? Hey! I want to stay to my topic because I, 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 I don't want to upset some people here today. There are two important words a woman can learn. Let me just give you this and then uh, you can take it home and discuss it with me after. Two important words a woman must learn that will make a marriage very nice is yes and sorry. All the women say yes and now say sorry. Remember those two words, okay? Will you remember it? Yes. So if your husband asks for tea, what must you say? Yes. And if you ask you, why is the tea so cold, what must you say? Hallelujah. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. <laughs> and those two words will... Cancel all arguments in your marriage forever. Yes and sorry. You got it? All right. You got to choose Christ because when you choose Christ, you're making the greatest decision in your whole life. Actually, when you choose Christ, you have decided to walk through a narrow gate instead of a wide gate. Matthew 7:13 says, enter through the gate, the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. But the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few that find it. When you choose Christ, you are choosing to enter by a narrow gate. When you choose Christ or you come to Christ, you are making the greatest decision or the choice of your life. But you're also choosing to walk a narrow road instead of a broad road. 
Are you listening? Narrow is the road that leads to righteousness and few will be found on it. Hallelujah. When you come to Jesus, you make the greatest decision of your life because you are choosing to make God your father instead of the devil your father. Can I have an amen? amen. If you don't serve Christ, you are serving the devil. There is no demilitarized zone. Ron Canoli sang it many years ago. There is no middle ground. You're either with God or you're with Satan. You might not know it because the devil is a liar and he's a deceiver. Yes. If you come to Christ, you are making the greatest decision because you are choosing life and you are not choosing death. Praise the Lord. And then you are also choosing heaven over hell. So it's one choice, but it has many, many choices included in the one choice. If you are here this morning and you have not yet chosen Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you, the books of heaven are being recording, is recording today. And a choice is set before you, whether you would like to live or die. I encourage you, like the Lord encouraged the Israelites, choose life and you will live. Hallelujah. Now, the second choice we see there is the choice between blessing and curses. And you all know that we suffer in this world through many, many curses that is still in operation. And we can't make it work unless we have the blessing of God on our lives. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow. Hallelujah. We encourage people to labor for a blessing and not labor for riches. So when I spoke about the three C's, I gave them the first C and the first C stands for choose. Because now we're looking at how to be blessed or how to be anointed. If you are anointed, you are a blessed person. And how can you find this blessing and this anointing? How? Number one, you must choose your association. Life has many choices. You don't, you're not included in all of them, but the one to receive Christ, which is the most important one, which I've just discussed with you. And now number two, if you want God's anointing, after you've chosen Christ, now I'm talking to all of you that have already bowed your knees and confessed Christ as Lord. Now there's more choices to life, isn't there? The choice of association. With who will I connect to? How many of you heard this English phrase? Birds of a feather. They flock. Birds of a feather, they flock together. Uh-huh. How many of you know there's a scripture that says, bad company corrupts good character. 
your company your company i believe it's one of the most determining factors to your blessing or your demise are you with me your friends your company show me your friend and i will able to, i will be able to tell you a little bit about you you don't have to say much just show me your friends now a lot of people they want christ as their savior but they don't want to make the choice you see they don't want the, the choice of association please listen you you can't really follow christ without a sacrifice because he paid the ultimate sacrifice and whoever wants to follow him there will be a price of sacrifice and that one of the price of the many prices you must pay is the price of your association your friendship your group who's your group who's your chummies I like when 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 the Bible talks about how when Peter was in prison remember how the angel came and opened the gates for him and he walked out and the Bible says he returned to his own company Where did he go to? To his own company. My question to you is lady, who is your company? Young man, young boy, who is your company? And don't think older folk, don't think when we're preaching about the choices of association, we're only talking about young boys not being involved with drug friends. Genoeg van eigen preek. Ons praat nou van jou. Wat met u rengus verkoppel wordt. Your friends are all people that's not part of your your worship, your holiness, your your godliness, your Christianity, but that's your friends. I'm surprised that you have such friends. You are a child of God. Then you must have friends in the church where you serve. Are you listening? You must have friends. You know somebody from the old past, but your friends are the friends here. Are you listening to me? Let me tell you the importance of association. Some years ago I was privileged to be with Bishop Dag in a car and uh, he had come to preach for us in Cape Town. And one of the things he told me is you must change your association that's why i i remember this so clearly and that's why i teach it i teach you what i was taught <laughs> he said look pastor chris i told him i would like to have a big church you know he said well there's a secret to having it You must associate with the people that have big churches. And as you walk with them, you see the things that they have, you will also start to have. And he said, "Okay, let me give you an example. If we take a good kid from where? 
No, no. Please, please. From Highbury in Kales River. Do you know where that is? It's where your rich uncle lives. And we put him here. And uh, oh, where can I say? In Leiden. Down south. Hey! And he makes friends with the gangsters there. Not long you will see that this boy who comes from a good home, he starts to become just like his friends. Is it true? You can argue with me if, if you think I'm wrong. What happens to him? He starts to talk like them. Is that true? You don't speak normal Afrikaans. You speak about was normal. I don't understand, but there's a language. 28, 26. <laughs> I remember once the gangsters came to the school I was teaching, and the school principal went to the gate to ask them what do they want. They said, So the principal said, <laughs> But the person starts to walk like them. He's, sorry, he starts to talk like them. And he also starts to walk like them, yes. It's not a mistake. Because somehow, for some strange reason, when you, when you mix with gangsters, you must also change the way you walk. I didn't quite understand it. But I can identify a person who walks strange. Somehow the one arm mustn't swing. And the other arm must swing. I don't know, I just don't understand it. There might be some coach behind it. And then he mustn't walk up straight, but he must. Now the boy that was from Highbury, he's now also walking like this. Or even like this. Have you seen people who walk like this? The one arm is straight and the one is tight like. You don't even know it, but I'm giving you signs. It's not natural to walk like this. Walk like them, talk like them, dress like them. Oh, there's a way to dress. Isn't there? Brukang iso. Big moon shoes that look like the people wear that went to, to, to the moon in 1969. You look like an astronaut. He boots at iso. And as a night chappy up. Your foot is stung when I see Asamara and Komima Jail, Jaifuno Jaisquai. I'm explaining how the association makes you do the things that the people do. Do you understand my message? Now he said to me, if you associate with men of God, you will become like a man of God. 
walk like them. You will walk like them. You will dress like them. Your churches will be like their churches. Hallelujah. And I suddenly understood the association is the first key to catching God's anointing. You can't be involved with the wrong crowd then expect holiness to fall on you. You can't be involved with non-worshippers and expect to become a worshipper. You can't be involved with people who don't pray and think you're going to pray. You must choose your association. Now you say, Pastor, Pastor, my friend about to get a sky. No. That's why I sit before you today. In the record books of God's eternal plan. A choice. And I'm also encouraging you what choice to make. Choose life and choose blessing. Get away from the curses. Are you listening? And I'm so glad I made my choice. I made my choice forever. And let me tell you something about it. When you choose an association and the enemy is aware of your good choice, he will also try to bring a problem. He will try to bring a confusion because he knows if he can cut you from this source, he still has you where he had you before. Are you listening? So many things will come to cut you off from your connection, if it's to me or if it's to somebody else that God gives you, that's going to be a blessing to you. The enemy will not leave you in peace. It's going to come and bring a small misunderstanding. But they must fasso. Except they must fasso. How fast on Jesus? How fast? Keep, keep connected to what God is sending across your path. If God wants to bless you, He will send a person into your life. And if the devil wants to destroy you, listen carefully. He will also send a person into your life. I surprise you today to tell you that the enemy will not come to you himself with his fork and his horns. No. And, so, uh, and it's not likely that God will come to you also himself. He sent a person into your life. Are you listening? You say, Pastor, how can I choose? Well, you must choose your association. Hallelujah. Choose your association. Choose wise people. Choose anointed people. Are you with me? When I sometimes when I look over my people, then I get concerned about their connections. Not about them, but about their connections, because their connections tells me something about them. And if you're not listening to me, then remember it is recorded this day. That this is what I told you. And sometimes your demise is not the wickedness in you, but your association with wicked people. Are you here? It will eventually cause your demise. Your downward spiral. Till you're there flat and a disappointment in life. May you not choose the wrong association. 
Change your friends. May your friends be friends that love God, that love the church, that love to pray, that love to sing, that love to sit under the word of God. Hallelujah. And if you don't have friends in this church, you must start to make friends. Amen. After the service, go to somebody you don't know and say, I want to be your friend. Will you do that? Don't talk to the people you know. Go to someone you don't know and say, I want to be your friend. Because if you meet good friends, you will walk like them, you will talk like them. And when I started out, my, my church was, was nothing like we're experiencing today. Very small group. But today the Lord has given me the grace to know a lot of great pastors that's doing good work for the Lord all over the earth. Now, all pastors are doing good work. Don't get me wrong. But it also determines for me what type, you see, what my association will be is what type I will become like. Hallelujah. Number two, as I rush to a close. Number two. The first C was what? Choose. Number two is chase after. To chase after. Once you have chosen your association, you must chase after the anointing. It doesn't just come easily. You must run after it. Remember the story of Naomi and Ruth? When, when Naomi told Ruth, stay. Stay here. Get yourself uh, another husband in Moab. She said, no, 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 no. no. I'm chasing after you. I want to stay with you. Hallelujah. I want to stay with you. And that choice has made her the woman of a great person and eventually part of the lineage that brought forth Jesus Christ. Ruth the Moabites. She married the kingsman redeemer. Hallelujah. Elijah told Elisha, Puta, stay here. I must go. He said, I will not let you go. I'm going with you. From, Beth, from Gilgal to Bethel. From Bethel to Jericho. From Jericho to the Jordan. Hallelujah. No, stay here. I must go. No, I will chase after it. Glory to God. And you know when finally when Elijah was taken to heaven by a whirlwind, the mantle of Elijah fell down and Elisha could pick it up. Why? He chased after the man of God. Now people will discourage you, the enemy will discourage you from this and they will say, oh, these teachings... Won't he help you? All right, you go ahead and choose for yourself. We'll see how far you get. But as for me, I had to travel far to catch a certain anointing. And if you don't know, there are different types of anointings. I'm walking in a certain type of anointing. Some people have anointing for this, some have for that. Some are good teachers, some are good... Uh, healing evangelists. There are many different types of anointing. Are you all with me? But the person you follow is the type of anointing you will catch. Some years ago, my pastor or the person I really admire told me to, to meet him in Korea 
And I, I, I wasn't a frequent traveler. I'd been to one or two countries before. And when I traveled all the way to Korea, I could not believe that I was traveling to the opposite side of where we are now. Halfway across the world. And when it became so complicated for me or difficult for me, I asked myself, why? What are you doing here? But I was chasing after something that would change my whole life. I was willing to go far to catch the anointing. I remember when I arrived at the airport in Korea, in South Korea, the Chinaman there, I say he's a Chinaman, but he's a Korean, he robbed me because I didn't know yen from American dollar from South African rand. And while he was taking me to my hotel, he pressed the machines on the, on the taxi to make it go up and up and up and up. So when I got out, he said, no, 50 yen. I said, what's a yen? <laughs> he said, 250 yen. I asked the hotel guy, I said, Can you speak English? Nobody speaks English. No, 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 no. The one guy said, I speak little English. I speak little English. He said, how much is this? 250. He says, oh. It's like something like 150 American dollar. So I could only convert from the American dollar to the rand because I didn't know the yen. Then I, I calculated. I said, hey! This is what I brought he didn't know I'm from I was born in Elsis I grew up in Eitzig and I live near Chestnut Place he said he couldn't speak English he said Wang Long Song Long Shoo I think, wa, 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 wa. Die het ek al klaar gehoor. In a Jackie Chan film. Die man ken Kung Fu. Ek is ver van die huise. As die man en nou al een ninja soort uithaal, as ek doen, I pay the money. There were so many frustrations in that trip. But the devil wanted to block me from my blessing. Because to chase after the anointing is the secret to catching it. That's why Elijah blocked him. You see, at Gilgal. Blocked him at Bethel. Blocked him at Jericho. Tried to block him at the Jordan. He said, I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Although the 50 prophets came and told him, Why you keep following this man? I say, Mal, this was in the I say, I can't man. And he never forgot. I will keep following him. Don't you know the Lord will take your master from you? He said, I know, but be still. I will follow him. And when that anointing fell, it was that prophet who picked it up. And when he hit the Jordan River, they immediately realized, He's doing the same things that his master did. Surely the mantle must have fallen on him. 
Because you will do the same things that the person does or you associate with and who you chase after. Are you learning something? In some cases, it becomes so weird that even the bad things that happen to the person you follow will also happen to you. Just read your Bibles right. Read it right and then you will see what happened to Elijah, good and bad, happened both to Elisha, good and bad. And the Lord gives you a mirror to see that if your man of God has gone through this, you will probably also go through it. I hope you're learning from me. The other day, my pastor went through a trial and he was texting with me. And I said to him, I'm not afraid of your trial. I know you will overcome. The only thing that scares me is that I must go through this trial also. Because I'm a heart follower. any rate, let me close. I don't want to go into more detail there. You got to chase after the anointing, friends. The anointing doesn't come by just watching TV every day and all the time. It doesn't come by socializing. It comes to following hard after anointed man. An anointed man is a man of prayer and a man of the word. Hallelujah. A man that loves the presence of God. Are you listening? So don't let people come and tell you, don't follow after a person. If the person can help you to pray, if the person can help you to read the word, if the person can help you to follow Jesus, then you must follow after the person. Are you here? Otherwise you will stay where you are and you will not become who God wants you to be. If God wants to bless you, He's going to send the person to you. The devil wants to destroy you. He will send the person to you. And finally, you, ch you, choose the you choose your association. You chase after the anointing. And number three, the C is for careful. Careful. But I have to put uh, a word before it. It says, be careful. Be careful. What must you be careful for? Be careful that once you enter into a certain environment and a presence, that you don't spoil the opportunity and the blessing that God gave you there. Are you hearing me? In other words, be careful that you don't become too familiar and you don't Honor the experience. You don't appreciate the privilege of what God has given you. And that's what happens in marriage. So marriage is a good picture. That's why Paul says marriage is a picture of Christ and the church. Are you, are you hearing me? You become so familiar that your, 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 your sense of respect is not there anymore. And I've seen people that were anointed, that chased after it, that chose the right association. But I realized in the last sea, they made a mistake. They became, they were not careful enough. 
to stick to the protocol of the environment. Because favor will bring you into an environment. Favor means if people like you, if God chooses you, to be favored is to be chosen. Now you were chosen to sit on this chair, but your protocol, in other words, the way you understand the rules of the association, the way to behave when you're there, will either keep you there or get you out there. I don't know if I made myself clear enough. Favor gives you access, but protocol will keep you there. Protocol, this is the way we do things in such an environment. The rules of this environment. Are you here? Because it's Women's Month, I give one or two women's examples. Queen Vesti received the favor of being the queen in the palace of the king. And when the king called her to show herself to his visitors, because of her familiarity with him, she said, Wachman, ik is bisach nu. The story goes that they removed her from the kingship and she was sent back to the village where she came from. Then Esther was put in her place as a replacement. Then when Mordecai told Esther, go see the king, she said, the protocol, the what? You can't just walk into the presence of the king because there's a protocol here. I can die. Or I could be banished like happened to Vesti. But it was by God's grace that the king said, I, I like you, come, you can come. She, she probably asked most gently, most gently with the respect and the honor that the king appreciated. And she was granted the wish by God's divine grace to save the Jews. Be careful. Now, I close by telling you, this is the problem of anointed men and anointed women. There's a mystery in godliness. Do you understand? You're dealing with a person that is both normal and a little bit abnormal. <laughs> Elijah, the great prophet, he called fire from heaven. He said to the king, there won't be water. There will be a drought. And then the, he ran to the brook where they, he drank water from. The Bible says, and the brook dried up because of the drought. Now the question is, if he could stop the water, couldn't he also call for the water? Are you listening? So sometimes you see an anointed man, he say, he prayed for the sick person, that person got healed. He prayed for the other one, the person didn't get healed. You see, it's the mystery of godliness. Elijah the prophet, he caught fire from heaven. But when Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you, he ran like, a, like, a, like a, a, a man that was afraid of his death. She said, ah, why didn't he then call the fire from there to slay Jezebel and the prophets? The mystery of godliness. And this is where people make the mistake. 
Then they enter and they cross over the borderline and they become familiar and say, Hey, Chai! Chai said, Next, Chai, man. It's like you get when all of you here, when you address me, Pastor, 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 and as soon as you leave, Say, Chai, for Chris, X, say, I must open nonsense, Prat. What a shock. I don't know what you want, but I wanted this anointing so bad. And I had to realize that I have to choose my association. I must chase after it. Jesus said, the queen of Sheba traveled a far distance to hear the wisdom of Solomon. A greater than Solomon is here. And then lastly, you must be careful that you don't overstep your boundaries when it comes to holy things and the anointing. I know, I know it can be complicated because of the mystery of godliness and the controversy therein. That the man of God and the woman of God, she looks ordinary. But then on the other hand, she has something that the Lord has given her that makes her do things that ordinary people cannot do. That is the secret. It's called the anointing. If you want it, you can chase after it. You'll get it, but you can also lose it because you were not careful. You were not careful when you entered into that realm and when you become familiar. You see, you must be careful of familiarity. What does familiarity do? It prevents the anointing from working for you. It doesn't, it doesn't stop the anointing in a person's life it prevents that anointing of, on that person from working for you because you do not have admiration and awe for the servant of God. There was no greater man with anointing on this earth than Jesus himself. The Bible says he had the anointing without measure. But when he came back to Nazareth, the people said in Mark chapter 6, Is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not that man that grew up in Belha? What is special about him? What is special about him? And the Bible says, Jesus could do no great works in the city where he grew up. But as soon as he left the city, he went a little bit further into a hill where he multiplied the bread and the fish and he fed 15,000 people with two fish and five loaves. It was in the same chapter when he walked on the water to the disciples sitting in the boat. Fantastic miracles because he went far away from people who didn't have the right mind and who didn't have the right understanding of who he is. People that must be most careful of familiarity is close friends, family members and especially the wives of men of God. At the that you must come and hear when I'm speaking at the camps. Coming to you soon. Our familiarity blocks God's power from working in your life. Let me tell you as I close. When I call for prayers, I can see immediately who is receiving. Jesus said when the woman touched the hem of his garment, he said something went from me. They said, 
Are you mad? Somebody touched you. So many people touched you. He said, no, 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 no. It's not the same. They all came. But this one has come with full faith believing. And if the man of God will touch me, I shall be made whole. Today I want you to choose. I close with the story of an old wise man that uh, was too old to work and he went around the cities just giving wisdom. And every time he gave his wisdom, he seemed to be right. But when he came to one city, there was a young boy who said, I can't think that the old man can be right all the time. I'm going to prove him wrong. And he said to himself, I will catch a butterfly and I will put it in my hand. And I will close my hand gently. And then I will keep my hand behind my back and I will ask the old man, Mr. Wise Man, you that know all answers, tell me, this butterfly I have in my hand, is it dead or is it alive? And he said to himself, when the old man says the butterfly is alive, he's going to squash it in his hand. And then when he opens it, he'll say, you were wrong. The butterfly is dead. But he says, if the old man says the butterfly is dead, I'm just going to open my hand and the butterfly will fly away. And I'll say, Mr. Old Man, you are wrong. The butterfly is alive. Then he went with his plan. And he stood before the old man with a butterfly in his hand. And he said to the old man, Mr. Wise Man, tell me, is the butterfly dead or is it alive? And the old man said to him, It depends on you. It depends on you. Dead or alive? It depends on you. The greatest choice you can ever make for your death or alive, it depends on you. Bow your heads in prayer. Bow your heads in prayer. As we close the service, I want to invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I said before you today, life and death. Choose life. If you are here this morning, maybe you just came, somebody invited you. You've come to church before, but you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Maybe some time ago you did, but your life has turned and you're not serving Him but you want to serve Him again. You want to receive Him as your Lord and your Savior of your life. You want to make Him the Master and you want to follow Him. You want to choose friends that serve Him and that love Him. If that is you, I want to pray with you. Just put up your hand and I will pray with you. Is there someone like that? You say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I see your hand. Is there anybody else? I see another hand. Is there some people like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. You're not serving God. You know you're not serving God. 
Serving God is not just coming to a church on a Sunday morning. Serving God means He becomes your everything. He becomes your Lord. He becomes your Master. The other things you put aside, you start to follow only Him. Can we all stand to our feet all over the building? I want to ask those people who put up their hands just to come stand here with me in front. Don't be embarrassed. I won't embarrass you. I also had to stand here many years ago. Come to me. I want to pray for you. Come to me. I want to pray for you. Today, oh, come oh, 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 to Jesus. Yes. You want to serve Jesus. Dead or alive, it depends on you. His way. Dead or alive, it depends on you. Come on to Jesus. Give him your, your life today. today. Hallelujah. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. All of you standing in front, say this prayer after me. I will help you to pray. Say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. Lord, I heard the preacher say. Lord, I heard the preacher say. I must choose life. I must choose life. And I'm choosing life today. And I'm choosing life today. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Of all my sins. Of all my sins. Wash me. Wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. I receive you today. I receive you today. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. I will follow you from this day. I will follow you from this day. I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back on my old life. I turn my back on my old life. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me now. For saving me now. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.